Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Courtney, and I am so happy to have you here for this short and sweet conversation about a very popular topic right now. You may have heard of a number of different celebrities that are coming out and talking about their experience with breast implants. And if this is you or something you've been following at all, you might have a lot of questions around it. Does this apply to me? If I have implants, does this mean I'm going to be somebody that's affected by it? So we're going to unpack a little bit about breast implants. And now this conversation, I'll go ahead and preface by saying that there is no condemnation or shame around it. I have a very personal story with breast implants. So I have so much compassion for those of you that are either facing symptoms associated with it, or maybe you are facing a decision about getting breast implants and you're struggling with whether or not it's something that should be for you or if it's going to impact your health down the road. And my hope is that by having this conversation, you're a little bit more equipped with information to make a really good decision for your body. And take it from me. I wish I had known these things several years ago. I wish I had known this stuff before I got them because at the time I really just took the doctor's word for it, that they're FDA approved and they're a safe device. But it turns out that that's really not the case. It comes with a lot of additional problems. Like it's going to, it's a, it's a foreign body that you're putting in your body, you're implanting it in there. And so let's really just dive into what that looks like from a biological standpoint And then we're going to wrap it up with a couple of things that I think are going to serve you in terms of what you need to look for if you currently have implants, because I think that if you do, I don't want you to live in fear. So breast implant illness, let's just go ahead and define it because you may hear this language a lot right now. In fact, there's a lot of things that are trending on social media around this, but is it an official medical diagnosis? And the quick answer is no, it's not. It's not recognized in the medical community as something that is a diagnosis or condition. But really what it comes down to is that it's a collection of symptoms that occur in people that have breast implants. So I want to run through some statistics because I think this is really important. The number one symptom associated with breast implants is fatigue. 43.6% of women report that they have or experience fatigue to some level. Right alongside that comes joint pain at about 30%, brain fog, anxiety, the list goes on and on, hair loss, depression, a number, a myriad of autoimmune diseases associated with breast implant illness, rashes, headaches, inflammation. We can see the gut microbiome altered. A lot of people having yeast, fungal overgrowths, candida, and then cognitive stuff, things like mood swings and depression, hormonal imbalances, sinus infections, right? All of these things that create disruption to the body, muscle pains, vertigo. There's really not a system of the body that's not affected right? Your nervous system, your gut, your endocrine system, it's all affected. So what is the real threat? Are they a real threat? Well, we know that breast implants are made up of heavy metals. They all have them. So whether you have silicone, whether you have saline, gummy bear, textured, shaped, not shaped, they all are made up of different layers of these heavy metals. And we know that they can leak even if the implant isn't ruptured. And this was something that You may hear some doctors tell you, well, if we don't have a rupture in the implant or it hasn't migrated or it's not leaking in any way, then you're not going to have a problem. And that's just false. The answer is that they absolutely do leach heavy metals into the body. 
And so what do these heavy metals do? They cause metabolic dysfunction. They can disrupt function of vital organs, things like your brain, your heart, your gut, everything in your body is affected. And heavy metals also deplete the body of nutrients, especially glutathione, which is your master antioxidant. They do this because they actually increase reactive oxygen species. These are unstable molecules that do damage all over the body and they decrease the immune system, leaving you very compromised to disease. So a lot of times you'll see people there, they may not have any like very specific symptom, but they may just get sick all of the time. That really should spark the question. Why is the immune system not able to keep this person well? And a lot of times is it's because the immune system is fighting the implants 24 seven. Think about it. The moment they are implanted in your body, your immune system says, Hey, I've tagged this thing as being foreign. It is not you were not born with it. Your body does not recognize it. It is not a biological component of your body. So guess what happens? Your immune system sounds the alarm and sends all of these immune fighters on the attack 24-7 to fight these things. So the natural way that the body responds after these things have been implanted is that it creates a capsule. And so the capsule is basically scar tissue, right? It's the barrier between your body, the inside of your body, and the implant itself. And so in that scar tissue, there can be a number of things that, that happen. And the first thing you got to think of is these heavy metals, right? Let's go ahead and just identify what some of these are, because I think it's important to realize we say heavy metals and we think, oh, well, there's heavy metals everywhere. Well, when they're in your body, in a substance in your body, that can be a real big problem for your immune system, right? And many of these are actually classified as group one carcinogens. Okay. Those are cancer-causing agents. They, they are known to cause cancer. That is very alarming. Things like arsenic, barium, cadmium, chromium, cobalt, copper, lead, molybdenum, nickel, silver. Now, some of these are naturally occurring in that. That's okay. But the ones like a cadmium um, and lead and arsenic, like no amount of those are going to be safe for your body, right? In fact, Recently, in the, the last couple of years, the FDA, now the FDA, if you, if you look at the history of breast implants, they were brought into the market around the 1960s. Around 1990, the uh, FDA pulled silicone implants off the market for about 15 years. The implants are, breast implants have been studied pretty extensively, but they ended up putting them back on the market because they, they weren't able to really link any one particular condition with the implants themselves. Even though we have a tremendous amount of studies that suggest that the implants are causing disruption to the body. But what they did have to do was put a black box warning. Now that is the strongest warning that you'll ever see on any device that the FDA approves. So that alone should really start to cause some questions, right? Why do breast implants have a black box warning? It's warning you because they do realize that they come with a number of conditions and associations and risks, right? Risks of death, risks of disease. So these are things that you're having to sign off on as a patient saying, I understand that there is tremendous risk in having this device implanted in my body. And I'm going to go ahead and move forward with it. So black box warning, that's a no-go. I think that if we're at that point and the FDA realizes that it's a problem, then we really need to be perking our ears to what's happening because this is not something that is sustainable for our bodies in any way. I don't care who you are or what kind of genetics you have. They pose a problem. Okay. So we've talked about the heavy metals being in there. Let's go back to the capsule for a moment. So the capsule now starts to absorb these heavy metals because what happens? They start to break down over time. They do leach in the body. We know that for a fact. They make their way into the capsule and the scar tissue. Now in scar tissue, 
all of these biofilms start to create. We've talked about, we have other episodes where Dr. Motley's actually talked about biofilms. It's really interesting when you start to study, but these pathogens, we, we can talk about pathogenic bacteria, yeast, fungus, viruses, even mold has been found in the capsules of breast implants, right? So you, they become just a haven and harbor for disease. And so what we see is for a lot of women, these capsules start to harbor all these biofilms of all different kinds of things. And they really start to create a massive toxic exposure to every other part of your body. Puts your microbiome, uh, is becomes very compromised. Your liver has a massive burden to detox all of the endotoxins that are produced by a lot of the pathogens that now have found a new home to live in, right? It's not just in your gut. They can live in all kinds. They can create biofilms all over your body. But your breast implants really become what I think like the mothership, like they love it. It's like fertile ground for them to just proliferate and grow. And this can become a massive problem. This is why we see a lot of women that can actually get their breast implants and they can go for months, if not years and feel like, Hey, I'm fine. And this is where, this is where I think for a lot of women, we can really be deceived into thinking it's not our implants because I got my implants five years ago and I've never had problems until now. Well, guess what? We all have what's called this toxic threshold or toxic bucket. You may have heard that, that language, which means that your genetics combined with different environmental exposures and different emotional experiences, everything that you've experienced in your past, all kind of accumulate to this load that your body can manage. Once you hit the threshold, then things start spilling over. That's where different organ systems really start getting compromised. That's when the symptoms start to set in. Now, it doesn't mean that the implants weren't a problem. It just means that it was in the bucket, but it was just now that combined with everything else. And usually that is that fuels, it's like a magnet. So just to give you a little bit of my personal story, I got my implants in 2015, early of 2015, and I felt fine. In fact, I actually was working out, felt, looked really, really good, right? Like I was losing weight and I was just thinking like, gosh, I just had a baby a year ago. Like I actually look like the pillar of health. What I didn't realize was that I was attracting all kinds of bugs and pathogens. And I started getting these gut infections, recurring gut infections. I couldn't eat anything. I had so many food sensitivities. I had removed everything out of my diet. I could basically just have rice, like boiled white rice and a little bit of protein. Everything else made me just doubled over in pain. I would wake up in the middle of the night with night sweats. I was soaked. I had heart palpitations. There were probably a dozen times where I thought I was having a heart attack. I would just wake up and I'm thinking, I'm 30 years old and I have, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack in the middle of the night. No idea why. I even went to several doctors, like general practitioners. This is what's crazy. They actually sent me to, well, they tried to send me, I didn't go. They did some blood work and all of my immune markers came back incredibly low. And they thought the only reason that this would be this way is if this girl has cancer. Like there's, she has to have something very serious that's going on for her immune count to be this low. So, which immediately, no no 30-year-old that has two young children at home wants to hear this. And at the time, I was really starting to question things. And I was in kind of the natural health space already at that time. But I didn't quite know everything that I know now. But it was enough for me to start asking questions. And I thought, I don't, I don't think that it's cancer. Like, I don't think that that's my problem. So I ended up doing some research on parasites and I thought, I think I just have a lot of parasites and I've got a lot of infections. And then I started thinking maybe my breast implants are making me so toxic that I am just like a magnet for these bugs. So I ended up doing several gut protocols on my own. Even went to my doctor, told him, hey, I think I need to get these breast implants out. They're making me sick. And he said, there's no way you have parasites. You haven't been to a third world country. 
you know, you're fine. And I just said, I don't think that's right. That was the last doctor's appointment I had with a general practitioner. And from there, I just went on my own and I started working with a functional med doctor, did a number of different things, number of protocols, realized I was basically one giant pathogenic parasite walking around. I mean, I, my gut microbiome was so dysbiotic. It was unbelievable. But fast forward, I ended up explanting in 2019, done several heavy metal detoxes. I'm still working on just moving a lot of toxicity out of my body as a result. But I can tell you for sure that in that short couple of years where I had them, they did, they wreaked massive havoc on my body. And for those of you that think, okay, well, I see so many people that have implants and they look healthy just because they look healthy. Trust me. I looked really healthy at the time. I really did. I was ripped. Like I was in the gym. I looked really good, but I am telling you my insides were a disaster. And I really can't even imagine had I left them in any longer the type of damage it would have continued to do because it's really taken me several years now of working on my body, working on my nervous system, working on my gut to get back to a good baseline of balance. And it's not perfect. Like the, the, the road and the journey to health is not perfect, but I'm just telling you, if that's the mentality that you have, just know that a lot of it can be very deceiving. And just because one person looks healthy, that's not always the case. Let's wrap this quick little episode up. What is it that you should be doing? If you've got breast implants and you're a little bit fearful that maybe they're affecting your health in a negative way, start having conversations with surgeons because I do believe explanting is the only way. There really isn't a solution if you've got implants to say, how can I keep them, but also help my body? I don't even think that that's doable, to be honest. And trust me that I wish that there was. I wish I wish I could say maybe that there was a way to do it, but there's there's really not. It's like saying, well, I can find a way to live in a house with mold and I'll just, you know, I'll just take a lot of extra antioxidants and glutathione and supplements and put a couple air purifiers in. Yes. If you need to do that temporarily, that's fine. But thinking that that's a long-term fix, that that's the best long-term fix, it's just not sustainable. The best thing to do is to explant. And honestly, I'll just tell you the explanting was a lot easier of a surgery than the implant. I actually felt much better. Still surgery, but at the end of the day, if you're fearing the fact that you have to do another surgery, it's not as bad as the front end of getting them. In fact, I felt really, really relieved. One of the biggest things I noticed right afterwards was how easy it was to take a deep breath because I had forgotten, you know, you have these heavy bags over your heart. Think about that too. In Chinese medicine, we talk about the heart and the meridians there. The way that our bodies are set up with energy transfer, like we are blocking energy to our heart, like how important. And just being able to take a deep breath and breathe in and breathe out, I just felt, wow, like I'm very sore. And, you know, I was, I, it was right after surgery, but that was the main thing. That was like the first thing I noticed was like, I can breathe so easily. So start having those conversations, find a surgeon, honestly, that's on the same team as you, because if your surgeon's going to tell you, well, you're going to look terrible and, you know, breast implants really aren't a problem. Like the FDA approved them. And, you know, that's just a bunch of garbage. Like that, that's not your person and not everybody's going to be your person. That's okay. So find a surgeon that actually believes in breast implant illness and also knows that it's so important to get the capsule out with the implant. You need what's called an on-block cap capsulectomy, okay? On E-N-B-L-O-C capsulectomy. That is the language that you want to look for. And if your surgeon does not do that, that's not your person either, because it's basically like going in and then say, you know, you need to, you've got a dead plant in your yard. It's basically like the difference between cutting off the dead plant, you know, at the roots 
or going in and taking the dead roots out with the dead plant. You want to take the dead roots and the plant because the capsule is super toxic, right? It has just absorbed all that toxicity from your implants and it's sitting in there. You do not want to leave the dead roots in your body. They're just going to sit there and rot and continue to create toxicity. So the on-plot capsulectomy is what you're looking for in the explant. I think it's also really important to find a good community and support system. I realize that for a lot of women, you may have a spouse that's not on board, or you may have friends that have implants that think you're crazy. I have heard it all. I've, I've talked to so many women, dozens of women, and they don't feel supported in this, or they're made to feel like they're crazy. So no, number one, you are not crazy. And you can just send them to me. If somebody says you're crazy, you just go say, talk to Courtney, <laughs> because I'm here to help speak the truth. And I want for you to feel empowered. And I want you to know that you are not in fact crazy for thinking these things. And this is a real concern. And it's important. I think if you're listening to this, it is not by coincidence you're listening to it. Like, I do believe that there's so much intention behind everything. And like I said, this comes from a deep place of love and compassion. So I just want you to know that these do pose a threat. I mean, we're seeing celebrities that come out all the time and they're saying, hey, I explanted because I was feeling terrible and I was feeling sick. You don't want to wait till you get to that point to then explant. Just know that you need to start. It took me about a year or two. Honestly, I had to do a lot of digging and research on my own. This is just a quick little snapshot. Maybe we'll do a deep dive with a surgeon. I would love to have a podcast on that and really get into this. But I want you to understand that these devices are not safe for your body. Anything that you put in your body, whether it's a breast implant or a mercury filling or any other type of device, I mean, it could be a, a pedicle screw in your back from a fusion, whatever it is, if you weren't born with it, your immune system naturally is going to tag that thing as it shouldn't be here and it's an offender. So it's going to dysregulate your immune system. And whatever it is, is likely to leach toxic chemicals into your body or elements that are not natural or natural to your biology. So again, this is not a fear-based uh, message. This is a message of awareness so that you feel empowered to make decisions that are for your health. Because I see far too many people that are feeling sick and it's because they're given poor information or misinformation and they're, they're misled into doing something that is actually contributing to the very thing they're trying to overcome, right? So that's something to think about is just finding the information, finding support. There are a number of books. I think um, in the show notes, we're going to go ahead and list like several books and accounts that you can follow that post great information about this because many of them have like Facebook groups and support groups. That was really helpful for me because I didn't really know of anybody else that was experiencing this or that I felt like I could follow their journey and kind of be an eyewitness to what they were experiencing. So get connected. I think that's really, really important. And honestly, share this episode. If this has been helpful for you, guys, I love when we hear from you. Like the Health Institute, you can follow me or Dr. Motley. I mean, we love hearing how this information helps you. So if it helps, like let us know, tag us. Um, write us a review and just say, hey, this episode really helped me. The more you can write reviews about it, the more this episode can get out to other people or it's made aware to other people. So thank you for joining me on today's short little episode. Actually, I'm not really sure how short it is now that I've been recording, but hopefully it was short enough for you to get the nuts and bolts around breast implant illness. And guys, I can't wait to see you on the next episode. I hope that you are doing well and thanks for, for joining me today.